What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. My guest today is Carlo from Pizza Boy Chicago. We're going to talk about opening a new pizzeria in the pandemic and using social media to kind of get the word out there and not really care about what you post. And I don't mean like not care about what you post to offend people, but like sometimes I think we overthink what we post on social media. And Carlo does a good job of interacting and putting out his message to the world in the way he actually is and talks in real life. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode of the podcast. Before we get started here, I do have to remind you to check out the lab, the Smart Pizza Marketing Lab. It's our community that we're building, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash lab, where you can get all the updated information as to what's going on in the marketing and restaurant world. We're going to post blog posts in there. We have interactions with other people, technology, social media, tech news, industry news, all posted in there. It's kind of like a mixture of an old school forum online and Slack, which is the new school way of communicating. So go check it out. It's free, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash lab. And if you're not yet, hop on our weekly email newsletter. All of that compacted into one easily to read email delivered Tuesday morning, Right when you wake up, it'll be in your inbox. You can take a look at what's happening in the world of restaurant, technology, social media, and just get all of that information so you're ready to go for the week. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. Uh, yeah, you know what? We've been doing two over on our Facebook page. We've been going live. So if you haven't checked it out, you should check it out. We recently did a podcast with Rev as of this recording when it's coming out. The podcast episode, if you're listening to this, when this podcast comes out, will be out in a few weeks. But what we did was we're going to go in and once a month, we're going to share marketing examples. I want to give you guys examples of businesses doing a great job on and off social media. It doesn't necessarily have to be social media or digital related, but businesses, not necessarily restaurant businesses that are doing a great job. And when you bring, I'm going to bring two examples to the table. Rev's going to bring two examples to the table, and then we're going to discuss those ideas, why they're good, why they're not good, what they could have done to get better. Uh, we were actually recorded the first episode of this. It's going to be on this podcast that you're listening to now, the feed you're listening to, but it's going to be a specific episode once a month. We recorded the first episode. It's over on our Facebook page, Smart Pizza Marketing on Facebook. Go check it out. We did it live. The podcast will be out on iTunes in a couple of weeks, but you can go check it out and get early bird access to the first episode over on our Facebook page. Okay, thank you guys so much. Oh, real quick, word from our sponsor before we get into today's episode with Carlo. Before we get into the rest of today's episode, I have to say thanks to our sponsor, Lucky DM. Lucky DM's platform helps businesses acquire customers by offering cashback incentives to over 200 million monthly active users on hundreds of websites and apps like Yelp, Wells Fargo, and Uber, and has 30,000 businesses participating. It's risk-free, with no setup fee, no contract, no new hardware, no new software, no employee training, just more customers every single month. Here's the deal. You can easily attract customers with Lucky DM, advertise on hundreds of websites and apps, free impressions, free clicks, and you only pay when they bring you new customers. Typical performance for a Lucky DM customer gets 50 to 100 new customers per month per location, 2,000 to 5,000 increase in revenue per month, 20 to 30% increase in return visits, and 30 to 40% increase in average order. If that sounds good to you, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash lucky to get more information and to sign up for free. All right, here we go, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Carlo from Pizza Boy Pizzeria in Chicago is joining me on the show. We're going to talk pizza, 
marketing, business, all that good stuff. Carlo, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So you're in your new spot now. And yes, you, sir. We, we were just talking about that before you got started. But let's talk about how, how did you get started in the pizza industry? So I've been working with my father for, I mean, 25 years. I've been in the business. I just, you know, I, the last bunch of years, it's funny because like, I kind of like popped off onto the scene where nobody even ever heard about us. But now the last like three years, since I got on social media and started doing all the business stuff and all the pizza plays, social media, everything's just been like crazy. So, but it's just, you know, I've been living pizza for my whole life. We used to sleep in the front of our restaurant. What was the name of it? What's the name of your dad's place? Bertoli's Pizza. Okay. In Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it's in River Forest. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how people, I, so I obviously get to talk to a lot of folks in the pizza industry on this podcast. And it's funny how so many of the guys who end up opening up their own pizzerias grew up in the pizzeria from their parents oh, sure. and grandparents. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And when, you know, if, like me, I, I eat, sleep and breathe pizza. So, you know, when you're all about it like that, in that sense of just, doing everything you can to make it the best. Yeah. You just, you just, there's no stopping you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a good business. So you're opening up a new place. Yeah. So I ended up going on my own, starting a little venture here. Um, we just purchased this place this week. Um, we're going to start doing a little remodeling right now and, uh, you know, get it moving. What's the idea behind that business? Like what's the concept? Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of like a um, slice shop slash just regular Chicago style pizza place, kind of old school, but like new school feel to it. So it's kind of like a New York slice shop, but like Chicago style tavern, you know, square cuts, pizza. Where's your favorite place in Chicago to get pizza other than your family one? Uh, probably in Thin Crust, probably Paretta's. Yeah. Yeah, so we usually go over there by Alberta or whatever. It's funny how so many different pl- like areas have their own specialty styles of pizza. It's interesting sure. to see like what's popular in the different geographical locations. Oh, sure. And you know, it's it like it's funny because obviously in Chicago everyone knows us as deep dish, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why is that? Because because this this is Chicago pizza is thin crust tavern style pizza, square cut. That's it. With the rocker knife, you, you cut it, right? That's it. You're putting on sausage, fresh, not, not cooked up straight from the hand. Boom. Right on it. A pizza. It's just, it's, um, it's like a it's masterpiece. I mean, there's none you can, when I went to New York, these guys didn't even, some of the guys that I met were like, wow. You know, they were like in awe because I would put on sausage like a machine. Yeah. And it's just, you know, nobody does it like that outside of here. So it's kind of, you know, it's a little weird. Where, where, how did Chicago get that perception of the deep dish pizza city? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just the corporate stuff. Like Uno's? Because that's like maybe because Uno's is like corporately known and that's how it got. Yeah, sure. Lumalnati's. Yeah, Lumalnati's, yeah, Giordano's, all that stuff. It's the whole corporate tourist thing. When you talk to people, I mean, that's all they talk about. Oh, deep dish, deep dish. I don't even make a deep dish. I make a stuffed pizza. So it's, 
you know, I don't know. It's I, I personally don't care for it. Me, I'm I'm a guy who eat it once once a year maybe. Yeah. And that's a big maybe. So it's not even <laughs> like you you're like you got to have a taste for it or else you're not personally I don't I don't ever eat it. Yeah. So that so the style of your shop that you're opening now is going to be more of what you're used to in Chicago. Yeah, so I'm be, we're our main pizza will be thin crust but we're going to have like a ton of slices. So we'll have like a thin crust slice. We'll have like uh my Detroit style that I make doing like uh stuffed pizza. Uh, well, my, I might be messing around with some Roman, um, stuff like that. So I went by, uh, Talio in, in Long Island just to, he kind of helped me and teach me about how to make the Roman style, which is phenomenal. Yeah. If you follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram handle, by the way? Uh, my, for the pizza place is pizza boy, Chicago. And then my own personal is pizza boy CB. Yeah, so if you follow you on Instagram, and I've been following you on Instagram, you can see like sure. you've been experimenting and you've been making the Detroit style pizzas a lot. Those look amazing, by the way. For sure. Well, thank you. I actually so ever since I left my the family business, I actually was have been making them out of the house. So it's really? been uh, yeah, it's been insane. How do you I make mean, them out of the house? Like, cause I want to do that. Cause I love Detroit style pizza right now. Is if if I hate. Like I hate to say styles of pizza because even though it's yeah. it's Detroit style, we talked about yeah. that before. It's like your own version of Detroit style, right? It's not like yeah. technically Detroit style or Neapolitan. No. It's not like you're yeah. technically Neapolitan. So I hate to say styles, but that style, the in the pan with the cheese on the side, is my favorite style of pizza right now. For sure, absolutely, it's delicious. I mean, there's just so much more flavors to the pizza, you know. So it's yeah. like it's it's different, you know. You, I tell people all the time. You want to go eat brick oven, that's great. That's a fun experience. But it's not something you're going to go eat out and, like, like you're going to take it home. You're going to, hey, I got a taste for pizza. I want to call up a brick oven place. No offense to anybody with brick ovens. It's just not my cup of tea, to be honest with you. Like, if you want pizza and you have people over, you have friends over, family, this and that, you're calling somebody like myself who makes you a nice thin crust pizza, family-style cut, Square cut. We know those New Yorkers can't handle that. But <laughs> you gotta start just, a fight now. No, it's okay. We we could do it. I'm I'm <laughs> friends with a lot of them, so I don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's just it's different. So like I learned how to make a New York style when I went out there to went to meet some bunch of the guys. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll be doing like out of here, I'll be doing like a like a hybrid the um New York style. I, everything I do, I do on my – like, my Detroit is not a standard Detroit. What makes it different? I, I, I blend a couple flowers together. It's more like a focaccia. Okay. But, like – so it's very, very crunchy. You get the caramelized cheese crust, but you get the bottom that it, – it's so airy, soft and from top down. And then once you get to the bottom crust, it's – I mean, I can hear you 10, 15 feet away crunching on that thing. So, and people love it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I love Detroit style. I haven't figured out how to really make it at home yet though. What's the secret to making it at home? Uh, I mean, I par bake them. So just cause it's a lot easier and yeah. I can only make them like I could only make four at a time. So it's kind of tough on that sense, but you know, I, I, I got the beautiful mixer from Alberto. I, I purchased one of the spiral mixers that he has from the sun mix. Yep. So I use that. That brings my dough to a completely different level for it. And then 
you know, that's it. I just par-bake them, get them ready to go, and then I just throw them right back in the oven, top them what, off. What kind of pans do you use? The Detroit-style Lloyd pans. If, get- if, personally, I wouldn't even call it a Detroit-style because mine's not technically like a Detroit-style. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, Detroit-style, they put the sauce on the top. I don't do all that stuff. My sauce is on the top of the dough, cheese, whatever ingredients you want. So it's a little bit different, you know? It's your own version of it. Yeah. And which, then, I, which I think is where most people are going now, right? Like they have the concept, the idea of what the Detroit style is, but then they put their own spin on it. Sure. I mean, listen, in my sense of everything of, with the pizza industry, I think it's a little bit played out, to be honest with you, because everyone, I think a lot of this industry, and no offense to anyone, but it's, it's more about a science than just putting your balls to the, to the ground and just doing it. Like, just go out and do it. Learn, educate yourself, and then do, put your own take on it. You know what right. I mean? I was, just talking I, to somebody that, on, I was just talking to somebody on a podcast before I got on with you. Not in the pizza business, but the donut industry. And it was uh-huh. the same thing. Like, they take their concept of, like, what they think a donut is, and they put their own spin on it. And, I, and everybody kind of does that. Nobody sure. copies from anybody else, but they get inspiration, and then they kind of put their own what they like for the pizza. And I think that's what you're doing, right? Like you're taking the sure. Detroit style theme and you're saying, all right, I like the pan. Let me put my own spin on the kind of pizza that I like. And then I'm going to serve that. Yeah, sure. And it, it fits in the kind of the similarity of like how I make my thin crust. So there's, or even like my pan style that I used to make. So, so that that's like the whole thing about it is like, I, I, I literally just do my thing. I don't copy anybody. I just, you know, you kind of do your own homework and research and kind of put two and two together. Yeah. You said you, at the beginning of the podcast, you said you kind of got, became, came on the map using social media not too long ago. Like when did you yeah. start really getting heavy involved in social media? Probably about three years ago. I mean, well, just well, for the business. I was always on it, but. Like you took it seriously to market the business. Yeah. What was the, why, like, why did you get started just three years ago? Like, what was the deciding factor for you? Like, you know, I'm going to take this seriously. Honestly, just, I don't, I personally don't even really know. It just came over me one day and and it wasn't like, when I started, it wasn't something to what it is now. Like I have, I, you know, I do deal, like I'll do all these little sayings when I make my Detroits and stuff. Because originally I was doing them only Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I would call it uh, thick, Thick Thursdays, slice Saturdays, and the two <laughs> days because we had um, a deli. Well, they, my family's still there, so yeah. they run it, whatever. Um, but I used to do the Detroits just two days a week, and we would just, you know, I would do like this. I would bless it. It was like this whole gimmick thing where, you know, I put the mics out on there, and we would do like a blessing, like, you know, a little bit of the cheese, the formage, whatever. So people really like – it's just me. It's my own – the way I talk, the way I act, it's not, it's not like, you know, hey, we're making a Detroit today. Like, you know, <laughs> I that make it sound my weird own if style. you know you, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's why I, I literally just made it into, you know, my own, like, I don't really care to be on, even though we're on a reality show, I really don't care to be on like the TV, like, hey, check me out. I, I you know, I show my product. I show what I'm doing. I talk, but I'm not one to be like, you know, I'm making pizza and I got, I'm on the FaceTime like this and stuff like that. So you just, you, yeah. The people give you, I think people do like, 
here's the thing. You're not afraid, and I can gather this from talking to you already for a few minutes. You're not afraid of like if people don't like you, like who cares? Like you're gonna be yeah. for a certain amount of people, and certain amount of people aren't gonna like you. So you're Absolutely. fine with that. Listen, you can't please everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I think and people make the mistake with marketing is they try to please everybody and then it comes across sure. as a phony. Listen, I'm I'm I I'm a guy who likes to joke around and play around and make jokes and whatever. Talk dirty, whatever. Just bullshit. <laughs> crack jokes. Oops, yeah. sorry. No, um, don't but be sorry. If I wanted to make a like a the other day I was making pizzas and I and I, I was saying on there, man, this pizza looks so good. I'm gonna make my only fans page for my pizzas, like making a joke. You know, that's for the girls and whatever they do about it. Like, you know, whatever you pay, I don't know what you do about it, but it's all of our social media. Yep. The only fans thing. So I was I mean, I had so many people write me, Oh my god, you're hilarious, this and it it's just you know, it's funny. Yeah. And I if somebody gets offended by it, you gotta lighten up. Come on. Yeah. You know, everyone's so uptight now, you can't you know, with the mask stuff and this, everyone's walking on eggshells. We got to laugh more. I agree. And enjoy our lives. Yeah. And it's, it, you're in business, right? But your business is you. So if you're, sure. your business and you're in the business because you actually enjoy it, you want to have some sort of enjoyment instead of being so, so like regimented that you're trying not to offend anybody. When you try to offend no one, you end up offending a lot more people. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, what, when you go on. So I, I, you just mentioned it and I just went on your Instagram, the TLC show. What's that? What is that? So that's, uh, so am that's I talking a, to a celebrity right now? No, no, I'm, I'm just a pizza boy. That's it. <laughs> so it's actually a show about my wife and my mother-in-law. Okay. Um, my mother-in-law smothers my wife and is in our business, but you know, it's, it's fun. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's a good time. We enjoy it. It's on TLC every Sunday. I think there's only like two weeks left, but you know, it's, I, this week on, on the episode, they actually just, I ended up coming home. They, ironically, they were there when I ended up leaving the restaurant. Really? Um, yeah. So this past Sunday was, they actually ended up getting me, uh, coming home to quick. Cause we were about to do a, rem uh, a Ramado on my house. Yep. So we had to stop everything. And then I ended up looking for a pizza place because I obviously wasn't working. So the Ramado had to be put on hold. There uh, was no Ramado. <laughs> so they captured all that on, like it wasn't planned. They captured that all on the show. No. Yeah. They were like filming. And then I came home. There was just a little, whatever I came home. I was all pissed. And I just, you know, I had a little bit, a little enough of what was going on. And, you know, it's just time for me to just venture off and do my own thing. Has that helped you with like the exposure from that show helped your businesses or helped you like your social media? Oh, tremendous. I mean, our social media has been crazy with it. We get, we have people there from all over the world writing us. I mean, people from all over the States comes over to the pizza from back by my father's place. will come there to eat. Now, obviously, you know, I still have people because nobody knew that I had left. Right. So people would tag me into posts at Bertoli's, but I wasn't even there. So I felt bad. But now, you know, we'll start to get all the people who start coming to Pizza Boy. Yeah. How'd you get involved with that show? Uh, my wife's girlfriend actually sent her, um, like, a casting for it of Mothers and Daughters. Oh, really? And so they applied for it. Um, it took about eight months. 
and I had to do like, we had to do like a lot of like FaceTime meetings and stuff and just for auditions and trying to get on. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had pitched to them telling them, you know, nothing better than a family business. So I said, Hey, if you don't pick them, I got a great show for you. You know, we love, we hate, we want to stab each other, hug each other, <laughs> come film us at the pizza place. So they, they really enjoyed that whole thing, but my dad really wasn't about it. You know, he's old school, so he doesn't really care about like all the social media. Yeah. And that was kind of like my big thing about like bringing it to another level. And my dad just really didn't, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I give him props. My father's been there for 40, 41 years. Yeah. That's, a, that's mean, something to be said about being there for so long. Absolutely. And I listen, my dad's my idol in the sense of everything he's done, but you got to get with the times and that's our, was our difference. And that was where it was just time for me to do my thing. And, but he didn't want them to even come in there. And I told him you're crazy because this is, this is free advertisement. Are you right. crazy? So, but yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's been great. I'm, we're still trying to, I'm trying to get them to do a pizza show. What do you want? My wife. What would the idea behind the pizza show be? I mean, kind of like a, you know, ironically, like a cake boss, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. we actually have the same name, Carlo. We even have the same birthday. It's kind of weird. On the same day. Both, yeah. And he's out, he was on TLC forever. And I think that's, I, I mean, you never know. So yeah, I think that's why kind of TLC picked it up. Hopefully we could get a spinoff on it or just even my family. People, I, I mean, that's all people write about us is, you guys need your own spin-off, why, this and that. Why don't you do your own? Uh, show? Yeah, like do it, like record it all yourself and then you just put it on social media or YouTube or something. I mean, I'd love to do that. I just don't have the time to really record myself all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I have three kids, so. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I, I, I used to work 90 hours plus. I mean, how, how often are they recording? Like, do they follow you around with the camera or is it like, okay, Monday through Friday from this time to this time, we're going to follow you around? Uh, yeah, they'll come like once a month for several months, like for a week and then they'll record us. We'll go do stuff like they'll record our everyday stuff. You know, they have these people there. Oh, the show's fake this and that. I'm like, listen, I'm, this is our everyday lives. And that's what I think people really love about the whole show with my family is that even though my mother-in-law is very close with my wife, you know, I love her to death. I mean, we have our differences, but it's just, we're Italian family. We're always together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the whole life, the Italian lifestyle, eating together, doing everything. They do everything to, together every day. Yeah. So, uh, my wife's Greek. So I know the like my, I grew up uh, same Italian thing. family, family, myself, my wife, my mm -hmm. mom's Italian and her side of the family is Italian. And my wife's Greek, same kind of thing. Like her mom is very oh, much over here a lot and it's not, it's just what we're used to. Absolutely. And that's, I, I honestly, I think that's why people love it the most on the show because, you know, the rest of the people are kind of, you know, it's like hit or miss. It's, it's just weird stuff. My, we don't do the weird stuff. They're just very, very close. I mean, they literally hang out every single day. I come home, I say, Hey, what's your mom doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what'd you guys do all day? Cause that's how it is. It's yeah. seriously, but she, she'll go, go with my kids all day, all, you know, running around. They're never home. They'll come by the restaurant, whatever, over there. Now they'll be, obviously, they'll be coming to help me here. So, like, you know, we've been, like, yesterday we were over here 
taking off all the vinyl of the old place that was open here. Yep. And like people would be like, smothered, smothered, oh my God, coming to take pictures. You know? <laughs> it was hilarious. When's the last? So, did you guys get picked up for another season of that show? Uh, not yet. So, we're kind of, it's in the talks right now. So, so when, you, when is your pizzeria that you're working in now planned to open? Uh, so, I'm, I'm hoping within some time between September to October. So, next four to five months? No, no. Like two months. Oh, so you're going to be going quick. So then you'll have that. Yeah, yeah. The last episode will just have been out and you'll be open. So you're going to get that yeah. exposure. So hopefully they could come back. Yeah, yeah. So I now think, it's funny I, because now yeah. all these people will see that like I actually left. Right. They didn't know what was going on. So season two is going to be you leaving and going. That's a whole new season right there. You leaving and going no, to start your own business. That was season two. We were No, but I mean like you opening up the pizzeria. Like that'll be the new venture for you in the new season for two. For sure. Yeah. So your, your wife and her, your mother-in-law are going to work with you there? Yeah. I mean, but, at least my wife will. My mother-in-law, she wants to work too, so we'll see. That's interesting. I think it's, yeah. I, I think there's all, like pizza, especially family pizzeria businesses, there's so many interesting things that happen. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that would be a great you, show. There's, there's so many laughs and cries and just ups and downs. I mean, it's, listen, even when working where I was at, the kids that I worked with there, you know, I look at them as like as my kids or as like a little brother, this and that. You know, you try to help them. You know, you're like a being the boss. You're like everything. Yeah. Your boss, social worker, friend. You know, everything. Yeah. Your father. You know, some deal with things. You know, it's you just gotta and you keep it tight and everybody work. You know, when it's fun time, it's fun time. I'm all out for having fun and enjoying work. But when it's go time, there's no messing around. I, yeah. It's full go, 120,000%. What's the restaurant you're opening? Is it going to be like a restaurant where it has waitress, wait staff or in tables, or is it more takeout delivery? It'll be mostly takeout and delivery, but I do have 36, ta- uh, 36 chairs, nine tables. So it'll be like a sit down, but we'll have gelato in here. So it'll be, you know, it'll be like a little hangout spot. I want it to be very upbeat. Modern style, old pizza place kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. an old school tavern style pizza, but with a new school feel to it. Yeah. I think it's smart so, too. Cause like, well, obviously if you're listening to this podcast in the future, when we're recording this, we're still kind of in the midst of the whole coronavirus sure. situation. So. And that's the other thing. You have to kind of put all that into perspective. Yeah. Like you won't want to, you can't have a hundred seat dining room because you won't be able to have anybody in anyway. Yeah, Sure. You know, I feel bad for a lot of these people there, especially in Chicago. I mean, they're just, they just want to destroy the city, to be honest with you. They, they want all these people to close down. It's sick because just everything that's going on, and I get there's, there's a serious problem, but people are losing their livelihoods. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're, you can work with the system and still do a lot of business, but they're making it where you can't do anything. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's and, become instead of just becoming like, all right, let's get everybody safe and back to work and to school. It's become a political issue. Oh, it's all politics. That's all yeah. it is. And I and I hate to be like that, but it's it's honestly disturbs me of what's going on. And if I didn't have a following, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I would have gone to open up another pizza place. Like you, you wouldn't have opened it ever, or just right now? Just right now, at least because yeah, it's, it's but, tough. Like, I, here, I, right? Oh, for sure. It's, you, you don't know what the next day is going to happen because they keep going. They go forward, then they go backwards. 
how was that ever okay in life? Yeah. Not, they can play with whoever they want when they want. It, it's crazy. Yeah, so Chicago Chicago's kind of like a tough place to do business already, isn't it? For sure. I mean, especially in the city of Chicago. Like now, I was in the suburbs. Now I'm actually, I'm, so I'm, I moved into Edison Park, which is uh, like a district of Chicago. So now I have all Chicago rules. Much different. Higher taxes, all this stuff, water tax, all that stuff. So, you know, and you can't have the, the seating and all that 25% capacity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough in the suburbs. It's, you know, it's kind of like normal, but not. Yeah. The cities have it much worse because they're more condensed and they have to be a little bit more careful probably. For sure. And yeah. over here, it's kind of like, even though it's part of the city, it's more of a suburb than the city, you know, but it's like just a fun area. A lot of bars on the weekends. We'll stay open late to, you know, do some nice fun drunk slices for all the, <laughs> drinkers out over here what's your hours gonna be uh probably open from like 11 to like probably 10 midnight depending and then on the weekends i'll stay open to like three four for all the wow. bars closing once once the bars open reopen because they all have to shut down at 11 yeah you can't serve alcohol after 11 o'clock wow you can't so i think in boston bars aren't even allowed to open at all really right now yeah See, that's just crazy. I mean, how, how is that? It, to be honest with you, like I used to be a promote, like I used to promote at clubs and stuff. So like, that's all like, I used to do, you know, MySpace and all that stuff. I used to do all the social media for that, for just being a promoter. So like I brought that aspect to the pizza industry of how I used to do back then. Yeah. And that's when I started to get serious, like how I used to do it with the whole MySpace and all the stuff when I used to promote downtown. And it's, I don't know how that industry is even going to come back. Yeah. I was put, I said, I mean, even the restaurant, like you know, we're lucky we're in the pizza industry where we could, we could kind of pivot to take out and it carries well, right? Like pizza is great to take home. You don't have to go sit down somewhere. There's a lot of restaurants. I think Yelp put out something that says 60% of the restaurants that are closed now may not ever open again because they just don't have Absolutely, It's been too long. And, And they keep seeing that's a thing. They're making it too long. And, and we've been through the times, the harder times. I get it. But now we're going out. Everyone wants to be out. So just let them, listen, if people don't want to wear a mask or wear a mask, you have to know where you're getting yourself into. If you can't handle being somewhere, personally, don't go. Right. And that's my opinion on it. I don't care who's offended by it because, you know what, we can't stop living. And that's, that. We're, there's going to be bigger problems with everyone just stop living and doing their everyday life now, you know, for the kids. I worry about my kids for their future. Yeah. You I know, think, you, you, I, I think, I think if people are like you said, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't go somewhere. Yeah. Order out, have them deliver it. Yeah. I've had people where they're like, can you place my pizza on my car? Sure. And yeah. walk away. That's it. Done. Yeah. But do that. Don't complain about other people not doing this or that. I don't know. It's just, it's a tough situation because you don't want to offend people and you don't want, but like, I'm not a, I'm not a guy who's where you have to be politically correct. Personally, I don't, (laughs) if I I, want to swear, I want to swear. Yeah. I think it's tough in two aspects. That one, right? Like you you don't know which way to lie on like the political lines. And then also like you're opening in a business in a couple months and you don't know what it's going to look like in a couple months. Sure. And that's what, luckily for me, I've been, 
to be honest with you, I've done nothing but pickups and deliveries my whole life. Yeah. And at my father's place, we had a dining area. You know, it wasn't something that we were like really passionate about. And over the last couple of years, since I started the social media, we started getting a lot more dine-ins. And that is where I started to, you know, like with the show, like we're slammed on a busy Friday night. I'd have people from somewhere in America. Could we get a picture with, with Carlo from the show? You know, so I'd have to stop in the middle of the rush. And you're and working in the kitchen. Pizza. Yeah, because I made every single pizza. So we didn't have work. It was my brother and I, we just, and my dad, and we just killed it. We had workers, but we were the only ones making pizzas. That's amazing. So, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Well, so when you did social media, like when you say you like you started for your social media for your dad, what were you, what was your philosophy behind it? Just kind of, just going to share what we were doing in the restaurant. Yeah. Kind of, it was more, it was kind of more about the way I do things, my personality, myself, my brother didn't really get too involved in it. Yep. He just let me do whatever I did. And then, you know, my dad just, nobody said anything. I just, you know, it was just me basically. And then I brought like these whole different, you know, I watch a lot of social media stuff, so I try to pick up on some of the things, trending things that go on, and I started, like, getting involved in that stuff to then bringing it to there. And then a lot of the people, because they were just used to the three standard pizzas that we had, you know, thin crust, pan pizza, and stuffed pizza. Well, then we started bringing Detroit's. We were actually – so – between social media, I actually was on the best thing I ever ate for our Panzerati. Yep. Um, Which is what? What's that? The, is that a show on the so Food Network? So it's like Network? a Calzone. Yeah, it's on uh, the cooking channel. So okay. Food Network cooking channel. Um, so Jeff Morrow ended up coming by. It was something. It was like an uh, after-school special. So it was like something is because he lived in the area. Okay. He came in. to. He used to come in when my dad was, when we, he was growing up, and would come and get some Panzerati after school. And it's, you know, it's like, personally, a lot of people don't even make them anymore. They just make calzones. Yeah. And it's like a lost art kind of, but they're delicious. And you said you got on that show. Like, how did you get on that show? He just lived near you? Yeah. So he's a good friend of ours. And then he, um, he still lives right in the area. Okay. He, he ended, it was actually kind of funny because we literally, in 40 years never did an ounce of advertising, not once. So how'd you and just, it was all just word of mouth and just being there? Always. And we were always there. My dad was there from when, I mean, I played football. My dad was never at the, and it's not, listen, I, I idolize my dad, but it's just, that's the name of the game. I mean, yeah. I worked, I, luckily for me, my wife doesn't work. So she would bring the kids always to the pizza place. Right, right. So it was, you know, I was there all the time. My brother was there all the time. My dad was there all the time. But now we're doing our own thing. But it's just tough. You know, family business, you got to be there. You have yeah. to be there. I left. There's a lot of people in the industry, you know, they're there. But they don't work. <laughs> they don't make the food. It drives me nuts. But it is, you know what, maybe it's something to say. They're smarter. They get, a, they get to get away. But, you know, to me, it's all about putting your own like stamp on it. Yeah. I think if you, I think with the, you have to be able to find people who can do it like you do it. For sure. That's and it's hard. tough because yeah. especially now, the, you know, with all this stimulus stuff and they want to give these people who are unemployed money. I mean, 
these kids are already lazy. How much more do you want to give them? No offense, <laughs> but it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. it's already tough. And like a mom and pop place, it's tough for people to work because they just – kids don't understand. And parents now, I see it. I, <clears throat> I've grown up in the business. I see the aspects of the kids my age and the kids a little bit older than me, though, you know, that all have kids, right? They all worked in the mom and pop shops and did all this stuff. But these are the same people now that would never allow their kids to go work at a mom and pop place because it's almost degrading. You are the person you are yeah. because you worked in that mom and pop shop. Yep. You're very successful because you worked in that mom and pop shop. Everyone's losing that sense of hard work. I and agree. It's, it's, I think I agree a hundred percent. I think it should be mandatory, mandatory that every kid's first job be in some sort of hospitality business, a, absolutely. a restaurant absolutely. or a coffee shop or wherever you have to deal with customers. Like it should be mandatory. Your first job, you have to work there for a year before you go to college because you'll sure. have so much more respect for yourself and for people and for people who are doing those jobs. If you've done it yourself. Absolutely. You know, you have kids that obviously everything's on the phone. Yeah. It's very easy to do anything. They don't, they don't do any work. Yeah. They don't, they don't even know how to give change. They should come up I with mean, a plan. Like they should like, all right, you know what? Instead of a, like some sort of scholarship, you know what? You go work for a mom and pop for a year. You get an X amount of dollars towards college. Absolutely. They should. On top of your pay that you get paid for working in that mom and pop shop. Sure. Because it's going to change so many people's attitudes towards those things. I personally think that small businesses, like once this gets passed, obviously we'll see after the day after the election, yeah. how this will all disappear. But, you know, it's, it'll be funny to see the people that, you know, I say it all the time, the strong will survive and whoever survived through this. I think the small business whole business will be stronger than ever if they don't mess it all up with, you know, all this stuff of like, you know, the way they're trying to do all this little lazy stuff like you know, giving kids all this money, all the, you know, yeah. nobody has to work for anything anymore. It's sad. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it is tough. It's, de it's definitely tough for small businesses because the workforce is getting a different mentality and smaller. For sure. Like I said, you have to literally be, every ounce of every personality in this business or any, if you're an owner or manager, you're literally a friend, a boss, yep. a psychiatrist, a coach, a, a coach, a father, a mother, yeah. everything. It's true. They're looking, they're, they're literally looking, you know, and you, some, you build great relationships with some of these kids. And some kids just don't appreciate all the things that you do for them to where it's, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It is. It is unbelievable. What, so your business is open pretty soon. What are you excited about? Like other than your business open, what are you most excited about, about the pizza industry? Me personally, I'm just excited about to get back to making pizzas again. I mean, everything that I did and to just start seeing people again. Like I was at, yeah. at my family business, you know, I, I, I like to, I like to entertain and, you know, I like to talk, but I also like to work. So, you know, I love when people come to visit and stuff and just get in that. We're in a great community here. I mean, I've never seen the reception uh, that I've gotten from being in this area. Like I, I've never seen it 
with a lot with people opening any restaurant for what the the response we've gotten has been so overwhelming it's just been crazy what are you so you're open where can people go if they're listening to this podcast if they want to if they're in the area and they listen to this in the future where can they visit you we'll be at 6694 north northwest highway in edison park and on social media where are you uh pizza boy chicago and pizzaboychicago.com is the website yeah well, Carlo, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a ton of going on, especially opening up new restaurant. Sure. The kids, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Don't hang up, but I appreciate you joining us and sharing your story, man. You got it. Thank you, man. All right. Well, thank you to Carlos. If you missed anything for this episode of the podcast, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. We left all the show notes for you over there. This is episode number 305 of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got this far, leave me a review. I appreciate you if you do that. We put a lot of work and effort into these podcasts right now. Do me a couple favors. Go check out the sponsors for the show because that's what makes the show possible. Leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to this. And hit me up on Instagram, at the Bruce Irving on Instagram. Show you a little behind the scenes of the business, of the email, how we create the email, how we create the podcast, uh, and our digital magazine that we're working on that we're going to be launching in just a few weeks. So if you haven't done any of those things, I know I asked quite a bit of you on this podcast but if you haven't done any of those things go do all of them appreciate you doing all of those things all 77 things i just asked you to do if you could do all of them that would be fantastic all right guys have a great week we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast